the Young and Healthy Podcast. You're listening to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. Welcome back to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. I'm Kate Sutter. I'm your host for today, and we are excited to be recording episode 23 with Dr. Lynn Merck, a child psychologist here at Cincinnati Children's, who we will meet in just a moment. We're going to be talking today about kids and gratitude and this idea of being thankful during the Thanksgiving season that is upon us, as well as throughout the rest of the year. Dr. Merck, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. So glad you're here. Would you um, start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your role here at Cincinnati Children's? Sure. I am a clinical psychologist. I work in the outpatient setting at our Green Township location. So I see children and families uh, for outpatient therapy, um, addressing multitude of issues. Um, I also am the clinical supervisor for our integrated behavioral health program and some of, some of our local community pediatricians offices. Sounds like you are very busy. We appreciate you taking the time to join us for this conversation today, which is a little bit different probably than what you typically do, but you've helped us before to um, understand a bit about what being grateful does for kids and the psychological impact. So maybe let's start there. Would you tell us what we know about the positive effects of gratitude in kids' lives? Sure. And um, just to preface this, this is actually one of my favorite topics. So um, I'm very honored that you asked me to come join you today. Um, so what we know about gratitude is there, there has been some research that shows that gratitude uh, improves one's mood. It gives individuals a greater sense of optimism. Um, they, are, they develop a greater sense in general of looking at the world with gratitude, you know, kind of noticing those positive things in their lives. So this is, this is researched. This isn't just some pie-in-the-sky idea. Um, Dr. Robert Emmons out of University of California especially has done a lot of research in this, and we have found it to be true for children as well as adults. So using this time of year as, you know, at Thanksgiving time, how can families think about what they can do right now to either you know, continue on their, their journey of talking about how grateful we are in the home or even maybe starting some new things with their kids and within their family to start on that journey of being grateful. So what I often recommend is, is developing a routine of gratitude in your home. And that can look different for different families, obviously, based on their schedules. Um, but often it's a good idea to pick a time of day Often it's dinner or bedtime, because that tends to be a time. Those tend to be times when our families are together. Um, and that as a family unit, individuals share the, the highlights of their day, just share some positives from that day. So when we make something a routine, it's more likely to happen. Many families also like to record this information so they could write, write some of those things down um, so they can reference it in the future. I know some families who will, like on New Year's Eve, kind of look through some of those as a, you know, a celebration of the past year, for example. So it can be done many different ways. Every family has their own style. But in general, I would recommend coming up with a routine for gratitude. 
And what do some of the things in that routine look like? Um, I mean, it could just be basic sharing, like go around the room and everyone tell something positive that happened during the day. Um, the research really was looking more at identifying five things, five good things a day. <laughs> so, um, but I found, you know, anecdotally in my office that even if family, even if family members are just identifying one or two things, um, families who, um, for whom faith is part of their lives, they can incorporate this into maybe like a nighttime prayer and thanking God for something. So again, it could look different in different families. Often it's just verbal sharing. Sometimes it's writing things down. Um, at Thanksgiving, you know, it might be nice to do something a little different where you uh, do something like thank each other for something in particular. So that would be another way to spice it up and to promote some, you know, harmony in the family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, families I work with where there's um, a lot of like sibling conflict, I'll recommend something like that as well. And everyone does it. Mom and dad do it. Mm-hmm. It's not just the kiddos that have to notice the good stuff. It's good for parents too. This is this helps everyone feel better just throughout their, their day. So any thoughts on how to help kids think a bit more creatively about what they are thankful for? Because this is something that, um, that we've tried and things start to get a little bit repetitive. Um, you know, and one of my kids is very often thankful for recess that day. Um, so I, any, any like, creative ways that we can ask the question in different ways that maybe we can think help them think a little deeper about that gratitude? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And it is very common that kids are thinking, you know, being thankful for recess and, you know, um, being off school that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think I think in some ways that's okay too. Like that's tip, that's common. You know, that's how kids think, especially younger children. They're very concrete. Um, but yeah, I think part of part of adding to the creativity is parents. You know, because parents are sharing. You know, for parents to come up with some creative things that they're thankful for, and then children might start to kind of think, oh, actually, me too. You know, that was that was really good. Um, I, you know, I have I have lists that I found on you know online and like lists of things for which we're thankful and I'm sure families could find those you know online and so you could kind of create a list and maybe make little pieces of paper with those things on them and kids could kind of say you know pick like huh yeah I have that one I got that one you know oh I got that one mm-hmm. another thing another thing that I like to do is encourage families so if families are doing this what they tend to do notice is um, throughout their day they're paying attention to more things, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to remember this for later tonight. So that would be another thing that parents could try to do with kids is as things are happening during the course of the day, they might say, oh, it seems like you kind of liking this, you know, like, I wonder if this might be something you could share later on. So parents can point things out throughout the day mm-hmm. that the child could then recall when it's sharing time. I like that. So as we're talking about ways that we can help kids just be more grateful in general. How does giving and being generous contribute to the gratitude that a child feels for their world? So I think, I think that helps in the sense that when a child gives to someone else, especially sacrificially, like in the sense that they have to do something that's maybe a little bit hard, maybe a little bit challenging for them. Um, They get a sense of what it really means to give 
So when someone else does something kind for them, they recognize like, wow, you know, I know that's not necessarily an easy thing for that person to do. And what I'm, you know, so they have a greater appreciation for what others do because they've had that experience of giving and, and know what, you know, it entails to give. And because we're heading into the time of year where um, giving is um, prominent and often kids are kind of on the receiving end of gifts this time of year, I think especially with family members who love to spoil kids this time of year, um, how can families kind of flip that a little bit if that's what they desire to do? to help kids be on the giving side of, um, of the holiday season, perhaps more than the, the receiving side? Yeah. Great question. And I hear this a lot with families. I think um, I do have some families who, parents who have opted to, to really uh, have conversations with those other <laughs> individuals who bombard their children with gifts and, and ask to please scale it back, you know, that we are really trying to instill uh, you know, a greater sense of giving and appreciation. And so if, you, if you'd be willing to scale back, that would be great. Or maybe we can do activities instead of gifts. So, um, so sometimes that happens. And yeah, that may or may not work, of course. <laughs> um, but I think the other thing is really there are so many opportunities this time of year in the community for giving. So there are many of those giving trees or wish trees around town. And so I, you know, I think I encourage families to do those kinds of things where you can adopt a family, um, either providing food or, or gifts, clothing, uh, pick a, pick a you know, little paper off the wish tree. But we want to have children involved in this process. So it's not just mom and dad picking the names off the wish tree, going to the store, you know, wrapping the gifts, that the child could pick the, the paper off the wish tree. Maybe each child gets their own. And then they go to the store with mom and dad and they get to help pick what items they're going to give that individual. And if the children are old enough that they have some money of their own, perhaps they give, you know, they help participate in paying for those items. So it feels more like an experience than just, uh, I don't know, just a thing we do, you know? So it feels more like um, they are actually giving. And if you have, if there is an opportunity for those children to see the fruits of their labor, so to speak. So, you know, I work with some individuals and families and churches where they have kind of a gift-giving opportunity and they get to actually see the families that receive those gifts. That would be awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) because then they really get to witness how grateful those families are. That's not always going to be an option. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the agencies will send, like, thank you letters to families or include them in, you know, a newsletter or something. So just, you know, it's nice if parents can circle back and let the children see how grateful those families were and who they were really helping to make it more real for them. You mentioned thank you cards just then, that sometimes after um, the holidays they'll send thank you cards. That's a tradition that a lot of families have um, not kept up with. I feel like it's a thing that used to happen more than it does now. it feels like it could be a meaningful tradition and a meaningful way for kids to also kind of have that loop back to say thank you, even after the fact. Um, How do you feel about thank you cards for kids? 
I think they are a wonderful idea. And it's something I do encourage. I do that as a therapy activity even sometimes, to have a child thank someone for something as a way to show their gratitude. Um, and when we thank someone, it also <laughs> increases the likelihood that they'll keep doing that thing. <laughs> so, so writing thank you notes is, is great. I think, uh, especially in this time of COVID where we can't, we maybe haven't been able to be together as much and face to face and be able to like give that hug of thanks. Wow. How great is it? Would it be, you know, for a child to write a little thank you note or even a young child could draw you know, color a picture and write a thank, you know, write thank you, grandma, um, or take a photograph of the child playing with that toy. So yes, I think the thank you note, the, the real concrete um, way of giving thanks to another person is something we should bring back. You know, I think it will, it does a lot for a child to, again, it's sort of like an effort thing too. Mm-hmm. Like they have to do something to really show like how grateful I am for this. And so, therefore, they become more grateful. When we work for something, it feel, we, we appreciate it more um, than when we, it's just kind of handed to us. So, um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of thank you notes. Year-round. All the time. <laughs> yes. I think they're wonderful, too. Um, so, you had mentioned earlier that parents' behaviors and um, kind of modeling those things that we're grateful for to help kids be more creative. Um, I, I think in a lot of these kind of habits that we want kids to have in their lives, the parents modeling them is a big part of that. Um, what are some other things that parents can just do in general day-to-day life that can help make sure they're sending the right messages to their kids with their own actions? Yeah, I mean, parents are our child's first teachers. In fact, we know that modeling, so children modeling after the parents, is the primary way they learn when they're young, especially. So, um, you know, I think it's a lot of the other things we've talked about that parents can do. So certainly uh, trying their very best to approach days with gratitude, to look for the good stuff in the day. There is rough stuff, and we have to acknowledge that. We're not trying to deny rough stuff that's not healthy either (laughs) um but even in the rough stuff there are good things and so parents can model that they can you know and they can also just thank their children you know thank you for Mm -hmm. holding the door open for me Um, we do find like giving uh specific praise works better than just a good good job way to go thank you so thank you for holding the door open for me that was very thoughtful so we can kind of give a uh, um, a lengthier thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> to our children as parents and role model that. Um, parents can write thank you notes, even if it's something simple like they put a little post-it note on their child's pillow. You know, hey, thank you for folding your clothes, you know, like I asked or something simple, right? So, and then parents could write thank you notes. And um, I have had parents who will do like a little video of their child saying thank you to grandma or grandpa. So I guess you know, parents kind of initiating that process can mm-hmm. be good. Um, honestly, anything that parents do <laughs> that shows gratitude, kids are going to notice. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking earlier about having that set time for gratitude, mm-hmm. that in and of itself sends such a strong message to children that of all the things we have planned for our day, one of those things that we are making sure we have time for is gratitude is no you know thinking being thankful for the good stuff from our day 
So that sends a super strong message to the children in general that this gratitude thing is really important in our family. <laughs> yes, that is a wonderful, um, wonderful thought. And I think that you're absolutely right that setting time aside in and of itself just reinforces how important it is. As we're going into another holiday season still in a global pandemic, it means that holiday traditions will likely look different for some families than, um, than perhaps what is typical for them. Um, and, and we know from the last almost couple of years that it's really hard on kids when they have the disappointment of things that they usually look forward to and it doesn't look the same. Any thoughts that we can share on how we can um, just really up the gratitude for what it is this holiday season, even if it isn't exactly what the kids were hoping for? Yes, I think, uh, and you're right, many things uh, could potentially be different um, than they've been in the past for children, and that, that is hard. There's a sadness about that. But on the flip side, there are many things that remain the same, and that is what parents can can help their children recognize. Like, Acknowledge that, yes, it's sad we can't go see grandma like we normally do. But let's think about what what we still can do, you know, those same traditions that we've done before. So kind of focusing on what is the same. And then the other thing we find when, when disappointment happens and we can't do those things we normally do is if there is something we can create that would be new. So something new adds a level of excitement and interest. And if you involve the children in thinking about, well, even though we can't do such and such, um, I wonder if there's something new that we could come up with that we could do that would still feel pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, that we might enjoy. And, um, you know, certainly as parents, you might think about, like, ideas <laughs> to help generate, you know, mm-hmm. to get that conversation going um, and maybe ask friends and, like, what are some things you're doing this year? So, you know, we can share ideas with one another. But so, you know, keeping in mind the things that are still the same mm-hmm. and then and being appreciative of that, right? So being grateful for the things that remain the same. And then maybe coming up with something new that they can do that would kind of spice it up for those children and they could get excited about. Um, And then maybe they could share that with other people, you know, as a way to kind of give, like, hey, we had this idea, cousins, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think about joining us and doing this too? So um, in terms of like sharing, you could share that idea with other people, recognizing that this is... I mean, as a global pandemic, it's affecting everyone. So those are some ideas. Those are fantastic ideas. Thank you for that. Is there anything else about kind of this, this world of being grateful and um, appreciation and gratitude that we haven't talked about that you think would be important to share with families? Not really, except that I think uh, this time of year is when we focus on it a lot. And my wish is that we could do it more often, you know, so... Um, because it is so impactful and helpful. And I think many people would acknowledge that there is kind of a joy around the holidays because we are, I don't know, we're getting together, we're doing these special things, and we do kind of appreciate them and we're grateful for them. But that feel-good feeling can continue throughout the year, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so so my message is is... Maybe we beef it up this year around the holidays, kind of that can be the kickstart. And then hopefully families will decide to continue this tradition of 
gratitude and giving throughout the year because kids obviously need it all the time. All of us do, not just kids. Moms and dads too, you know, everyone needs, um, would benefit from this attitude of gratitude, so to speak, you know, kind of looking, looking for that good stuff each day. It helps us have a better day. It helps us just feel better in general um, and have healthier relationships and all that jazz. So throughout the year, that's my, that's my message. That is an excellent message for us to end on. And I have so many new ideas to take home to my family. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Mark. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. You've been listening to the Young and Healthy Podcast. We'll see you soon. This episode was recorded on November 10th, 2021. The content of the Young and Healthy Podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Our theme music was created by Stephen Grieco, and this episode was produced by Symphony Pitts. Follow Cincinnati Children's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.